John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John, Grease, the Broadway smash that made theatrical history by becoming one of the longest-running musical comedies of all time, breaks loose on the motion picture screen. The sensational star of Saturday Night Fever ignites the screen in Greece. And he does it all with Olivia Newton-John in her motion picture debut. Rydell High, and welcome to Cinemarcade. Pardon that uh, beep that you just heard. Uh, our power is literally going on and off all night here. We're on a like a battery-powered setup, so we can continue uninterrupted, but uh, the power in my apartment is going absolutely nuts. Um, but my name is Steve Guntley. Hi, everybody. Oh, hi. Yeah, uh, I'm Justin. Um, I don't know if you can hear me giggling, but I kind of find it funny that the power keeps going in and out. It we, didn't start until the perfect moment. We, oh. we really thought it was like the power of our video game playing that did this <laughs> like at first. Um, it was the power of our singing and I am J-Ban. Uh, and the, it, the Chanteuse that knocked out the power in Austin, Texas. <laughs> I, say, I, th I think it might be more along the lines of like uh, just the game being that game. Yeah, there was the world going. No, please stop. Yeah, yeah, it was somebody. They were they were trying to send us a message because today we are talking all about Greece. Yes, the hit '70s musical has a video game, and we played the hell out of it. We played <laughs> the entire damn game. Oh well, we don't know for sure because we the power know. went out when we thought we were finishing it. What did they want us to do? They want us to like brush our hair over the credits or something? <laughs> like what? To, to grease is the that. word. I don't. It could have been. But. We <laughs> defeated this game. We absolutely did. Now, in the annals of Cinema Arcade podcast so far, we have defeated two games in our playthroughs for this show. One of them was Gotcha, which is three levels long, maybe a maximum of ten minutes total game time. And the second is Grease for the Wii. We have beaten it. We have conquered it. We can write that I on our tombstones. I still argue that we beat Gremlins 1 because Gremlins 1 is just repetitive high score getting. That's true. And we That's did all the things. Yeah, we and did. Then, we saw everything we could see. And then we game. died and got a score. <laughs> Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. We can't claim that with ET. We never got the three pieces of the phone that we needed to <laughs> we actually never, defeat the did. game. Yeah, I don't think we ever even got two. Yeah, we we did very poorly in that game. Uh, but I'm excited to talk about Greece today. There are not many video games based off of musicals, so this one makes it kind of unique. And to be honest, I did not know this one even existed when I was assembling my like spreadsheet of all the games that were or movies that were turned into games. Grease did not come up, and that's because this is a very, very, very low-budget production, and it didn't really warrant a Wikipedia article, apparently. Uh, but I found There's this no in a secondhand shop for like $4, and, uh, and yeah, I picked it up, and I had to add it to the list. Um, Grease is a movie I have seen many, 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 many times uh, because it was just a movie we had on VHS when I was a kid. And I still enjoy it. It's still fun to put on, but I have never not had 
conflicting feelings about it because it's just kind of impossible to watch movies without some kind of modern content. You could say, oh, this was the time, this was the era, this is the way they did things back then. Doesn't really make it less gross, like some of the stuff that they do in this movie. Yeah, there was <laughs> that one point in the bleachers where the dude was sneaking around looking up people's skirts. That was, have you guys not heard, watched Animal House recently? No. Not recently, like, but. I watched it during the pandemic and I was like, eee. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, that one's, I, I guarantee it's pretty rough. I had a similar experience with Revenge of the Nerds, so yeah. Yeah, it's so funny because like, these movies you're just like they're they're definitely having very negative situations played off for like oh that wacky guy he loves loves to look up women's skirts that kid it's a very boys will be boys kind of atmosphere and uh we'll i guess we'll talk about more about that when we cover our porkies game for the atari 2600 no i am not kidding oh no (laughs) remember that beloved scene in porkies about the pole vaulting well that's what the game is uh (laughs) that'll be a fun one Steve has seen this many times. J-Ban has seen this at least once. I'm sure that uh, they'll probably say the number. Uh, I have never seen this movie before. Uh, Maybe there's a trend that some of y'all have noticed. Uh, I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, And, uh, okay, uh, I had seen my high school play uh, of Greece, Mm -hmm. and I don't remember any of it. Okay. Um, But, Wow. I did a uh, production of Greece in college for like three weeks because I, I had to leave because like it was going over Christmas break. I was 18. I didn't want to sleep on some stranger's couch. I don't know. It was a whole thing. But it's the only show I've ever dropped out of. I feel really bad about it. What role did you have? I was just like, I was brought in as a last minute. It was like a nod. It, it, I didn't even audition. They just kind of like, oh, we need somebody to fill out the chorus. So I was just going to be like a background guy. So it just didn't really seem worth it, but I still felt bad that I bailed on it. The, the director was very mad at me. Um, and that's my onstage experience with Grease. I don't think I've ever seen a live production. Uh, they did that NBC Live one a couple of years ago with uh, Vanessa Hudgens that was actually pretty good. Oh. Um, well, at least she was very good. She's Rizzo in that. And uh, I forget who the other two were. So that tells you kind of where that they were at. But I remember there's a lot of enjoyable stuff in that live production. Something I thought was really interesting about this movie, and I noticed it real quick, uh, 90% of the actors are, like, over 25. Okay, I want to um, talk about this. A couple because, of them are over 30. Uh, Stalker Channing is 36 in this yeah. movie. Yeah, so that's worth noting. I, I wanted to talk about that, too, because a lot of people think that's, like, a bug instead of a feature. Like, that was an intentional choice because they're kind of presenting, like, a satirical high school it's kind of the same like as as if adults were playing like junior high schoolers or toddlers or something like it's just kind of a silly oh powers out again oh, it got spooky yeah it's um so yeah. funny you say that because like you watch something like pen 15 and then like i was just thinking of pen 15 yeah, yeah. and it's just like the same age like are playing children and it's just such a weird situation because they're surrounded by children but when you put all the other adults with adults like i think John Travolta might have been one of the youngest people. I think he was 23. Something like uh, that, yeah. 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 I, Olivia Newton-John was even like 28. Like, I, yeah. had to, I had to look it up as I started watching it because, again, like as soon as they get – like before they get to the first song, it's like that dude is 
30 something yeah um yeah. and so i looked up and it was just like an article of like what were the ages of the grease cast when the movie was made and john travolta was the first one and i was like oh that's all right and then i hit the next one and i'm like oh we never get that close again right yeah. we just get further and further away i mean like one of the t-birds has like a full five o'clock shadow yeah. and like looks like a like a you know midwestern dad like I... one of them looks like they would be just a generic like lifer mobster in the sopranos <laughs> kind of yeah yeah um, absolutely sunny sunny looks like that yeah but uh i don't know i love i hate children playing high school <laughs> like, I, oh, yeah. I, I just i have like ugh, ugh. children look like uh, children yeah it's 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 a weird thing you come to realize like as you get older like high school high school kid like kids 18 years old absolutely look like babies to me like i cannot i don't look at them as like humans they are babies that's why like my preference obviously isn't that we cast a bunch of 16 year olds but like at least go for somebody like in college like college age ish like 20 to 22 these people had great acting and great voices yeah and they just like really brought their a game so i don't know i i i don't see it as a a bug i see it as a feature that like and i also like these people are like i don't know it was just something you don't want an actual child talking about worrying that they're pregnant you know it's just like right right stop your chanting you're like she she'd be okay she'd make it work yeah, because she could exude a little bit more worldliness because she is, again, a 36-year-old woman. Uh, which I believe, if we do the math, that is twice the age of the character they portray. At least, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, like, I, it's an intentional choice, and I think it's a smart one, <clears throat> and it makes the movie more fun. Plus, it uh, means we get better dancing, better singing, more more accomplished, things like that. What I did see was that they, uh, during the casting... They did like crow's feet checks and stuff to see how oh, yeah how well they could pass. And some of the characters, even with all of that, uh, never were shot fully in focus or whenever possible. They were shot just slightly out of focus because they didn't have any other way to do like blemish smoothing or anything to make their skin look younger. Yeah, they couldn't so touch this up in post. The only thing they could do to touch it up was film it wrong in quotes yeah intentionally filming a little bit out of focus so it was harder to see nothing wrong with a soft focus hey i love it give me the barbara walters vaseline lens every day yeah yeah i thought it was just very interesting of a thing to like effort went into because like you said it wasn't an accident this was kind of a deliberate thing they put effort into making an older cast work as best as they could yeah i think so Let's let's talk a little bit about this movie because I mean this is a movie that is like so ingrained in pop culture uh, at this point and it's it's interesting to see how it came around. So Grease was first released on June sixteenth of nineteen seventy eight. So we accidentally almost like recorded this on the anniversary, right? What is today? Today's June the fifteenth. Yeah, we we almost did that on the anniversary. That's weird. Um, this was uh, directed by Randall Kleiser, written by Bronte Woodward, and it's based on a play by Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey. And, of course, this stars John Travolta, Livy Newton-John, Stalker Channing, Jeff Conway, Didi Khan, Barry Pearl, Dinah Manhoff, Michael Tucci, Kelly Ward, Jamie Donnelly, and a whole bunch of people from 50s sitcoms making comedy cameos. So Grease was, uh, yeah, an unbelievable phenomenon when it came out. This is the highest grossing film of 1978. It's one of the... 
it is the highest grossing musical of all time for 40 years it held that record until uh the live action beauty and the beast remake took it from that and uh yeah nobody nobody talks about that movie at all um so yeah adjusted for inflation this is still the 28th highest grossing film of all time so this movie was a big freaking deal uh i think a lot of this movie is kind of coasting off of the the 20 year nostalgia wave right because everything it seems to always come in like 20 year chunks you know you you're you're nostalgic for the things from two decades prior to the year now so god help us now we are starting to see trends from 2000s the early 2000s like 2003 come around now so like we're getting uh frosted tips are coming back i guess the big baggy oh, jeans are coming. low rider jeans are coming chokers. back. chokers all that stuff big chunky highlights that's all coming back and uh it looked bad then so i don't know what we're doing but either way this is playing off of that 50s nostalgia that a lot of people in the 70s were feeling so this started life as a stage show, which first uh, aired in Chicago in 1971. Uh, it eventually made its way to Broadway, where it had one of the longest and most successful runs of any musical of its era. Uh, the original Broadway, Sandy and Danny, were uh, Carol DeMoss and Barry Bostwick, who you might know from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, but a cadre of future superstars passed through the production, including Patrick Swayze, Richard Gere, Tracy Ullman, uh, Treat Williams, R.I.P., who just lost him this week, and Mary Lou Henner. And one of the actors who played the supporting T-Bird character, Duty, was a young actor named John Travolta, who would soon become a superstar thanks to his role as Vinnie Barbarino on a 70s sitcom called Welcome Back, Cotter. So Travolta had parlayed that role into a major, major star turn with Saturday Night Fever in 1977, which was a huge hit. And uh, that became one of the most successful films of the year, and it made him a major star. And this is his follow-up project. Now, this was originally this role was originally offered to Henry Winkler, of all people, the Fonz himself, uh, who passed on it because he did not want to be typecast as like a 50s greaser, like he didn't want people to think that's all he could do. Um, and so it fell to Travolta. And uh, so they they considered several actresses for the part, including Anne Margaret, Marie Osmond, and Carrie Fisher, which would have been really fun. Uh, but it turns out she couldn't sing, so she tried it anyway. Uh, but Travolta pushed hard for an Australian model and pop star named Olivia Newton-John, who at the time was known for being like very squeaky clean, having kind of this picture-perfect per image. And she was excited by the opportunity to turn into like a bad girl at the end of this movie and kind of uh, uh, show a little bit of range. Yeah, yeah sorry, spoilers for a 40-year-old movie. Uh, 40 year old movie, movie? Oh, 45 year old movie yeah i just had to look up because i was putting numbers together and i'm like that, that makes john travolta like mm. 70 he is 69 years old right nice now. nice um, yeah yeah the, so. dr the drug number if, if i'm not wrong yeah <laughs> it's 69 the drug number I yeah and 420 is the sex number oh yeah yeah, yeah. God, man i've been so bad you got those so wrong um so Randall Kleiser, he moved the action from Chicago to a generic suburb, just kind of like a middle America anywhere, so it could reflect... Oh, it's definitely oh. somewhere near L.A. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, for sure near like a beach Because that's or where the race happens. That's in L.A. Oh, yeah, that's definitely the L.A. basin. Um, and yeah, and like we said, contrary to popular belief, this movie was not cast like wanting to pass these people off as teenagers. Like we were, we're supposed to read these as caricatures of teenagers in the 50s. But yeah, uh, this was definitely riding that wave, and that combined with the rising star of John Travolta kind of made this a massive, massive hit. It became the number one best-selling movie of the year, 
and it still like plays today. Like every couple of years, there'll be a new like Grease like sing along revival that'll hit theaters. Like it, it's it's never quite left the public consciousness, despite like most of the attempts to follow up on this have been huge failures. So let's talk about Grease Two for a second. <laughs> 1982's Grease 2. Is that what we're doing next week? Oh, I wish we had an Atari game for Grease 2 <laughs> or something like that. You could be the cool writer or something. Let me let me guess what's happening here because, again, okay. I don't know. Um, is, Grease, is Grease 2 less successful? W- wildly less successful, yeah. Uh, <laughs> how many people reprise their roles? One. What? Only... Who? No, wait, two, because I guess um, the the principal comes back as well. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. But one pink lady, uh, which is Frenchie, and one principal, and that's it. The rest are all new castmates, and the songs are terrible. They kind of do a reverse Sandy, right? Because, like, I think the main character of that is supposed to be Sandy's cousin from Australia. And he's like... <laughs> He's like the hunky guy, but he's oh, also like okay. very straight laced and he's trying to get in with the hot pink lady played by Michelle Pfeiffer in her very first film role. Uh, you know, the movie has a bit of a cult following, but it's pretty bad, right? J-Ban, have you seen this one? Have I you seen actually Grease have never seen it. Oh my God. Okay. I'm planning on watching it this week. Oh, okay. I want to, I want to hear a report of when you watch it. Like it's, it's pretty damn campy, uh, but I would argue it's it's pretty bad also. It seems to be really popular with certain people. So uh... yeah, Some people have made the kind of insane assertion that it's the better movie, and uh, I think they're just kind of being ironic and obnoxious. So but... since, since the main character is supposed to be Sally's cousin Sandy, Sandy. So you're going to learn on this podcast. So I don't remember names very well. That's all good. I remember faces. I don't remember names. Um, when we were playing the game, I was like, wait, who's that one again? Yeah. Um, so Sa- Sandy, Sandy, okay, Sandy. <laughs> you got it. Uh, so since it's Sandy's cousin, it's at least like almost a direct sequel, right? In terms of like chronological, uh, it, not many years yeah, go by. It is a direct sequel. It's like, I think it's supposed to be the next year because all of the okay. main characters graduate at the end of the, of the first movie. And, and so now it's like, seen again. they're never seen again, except, uh, uh, Frenchie is still there because she dropped out to go to beauty school for a bit and she needs to get her credits back. I believe that's how it goes. I could be wrong about that. It's been a long time since I've seen Girls, that movie. Get the GED. Yeah. Yeah, just get the GED. What is the name? So it is driving me crazy uh-huh. and okay. I haven't had any luck Googling. Um, <laughs> there is a movie set in the 1950s. Yes. Uh, made in the 70s. Uh-huh. Very popular. There's a scene about them driving around town. Oh, American Greece. Graffiti. Thank you. Yeah, American it Graffiti. It was Greece. Crazy. Oh, okay. It was American Graffiti. <clears throat> American Graffiti. Yeah, American yeah. Graffiti before <clears throat> after Greece. That was <clears throat> excuse me. That was before. That was '73, I believe. That's the the big screen like breakout of George Lucas, who directed that movie before Star Wars, and again is playing on. I mean, that movie is set in 62, but like, I feel like 62 is basically the 50s, 50s. at that point, you is know, especially a, it's a small town. So is there it's, a game about that one? There's not a game okay. about American Graffiti. So I don't I think so. There is I, at this rate, I will not watch it. more American Graffiti, uh, the sequel, but no, no. Okay. Um, yeah, no. So there was definitely like a trend. Happy Days was like the biggest show on TV yeah. at this time. It was a thing. Yeah. And like, yeah. So I think all of that came together to make Grease just this massive, unbelievable hit, top film of the year. Beating things like Superman and like other crazy th- stuff. Because it was like 
what and its soundtrack was the second biggest of the year after saturday night fever right exactly i saw that apparently yeah. it hit one of the songs hit number one yeah. a lot of them which did, is actually wild yeah yeah, that used to happen with soundtracks. Yeah. Well, it's so funny that they so they rewrote uh like Grease isn't in the actual musical mm-hmm. uh, initially, and because it's a disco song, that yeah. song is a disco song. Well, it's by the Bee Gees. Grease, yeah. um, the the, the opening title. the yeah. title song. Oh, oh, okay. Grease is gotcha. the word, word that is you heard. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much we're allowed to sing before we get dinged. That's it. Look, if we <laughs> sing it bad enough. It's fine. It's Come all get us, Ascap. Parody. It's yeah. all parody. This is all parody. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. My whole I'm, life I'm is pretending parody. to be Tron Javolta, who's a <laughs> totally different character. Yeah. Also, uh, in case anybody's wondering, the lights still have come back on. We're doing this whole thing by candlelight, apparently. Yes, yeah, just like they used to podcast back in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, so this will be fun. And they called it the 1800s back then, too. They did, yeah, absolutely they did. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think I was maybe like, I don't know, 15 when I first saw this movie, and then we just kind of like had it on a loop. I had a real like musical thing when I was in high school. Yes, Mm -hmm. I was very cool and very popular. I was into old musicals. (laughs) Me and my sister would like rent them from the library and watch them over and over again. I am incredibly cool. And uh, yeah, no, Grease was just like in the rotation for a long time. Um, And I'll I'll check in with it every couple of years because it's a good kind of like background movie, you know. and there, there's moments of it that are pretty hard to deny. You know, there's a lot of like genuinely great stuff in the show. And there's a few things that in a modern adaptation you'd probably just not uh, redo. Let's just say that the 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 dynamics of sex and gender have become a little bit more complex yeah, over the and years. And I will say uh, this movie is not terrible. There are some no. parts where you're like, oh, buddy. Um, the looking up the skirt thing, I think, was the worst of the ones because that's like real not cool. Yeah, it's not. But cool. then otherwise, it's like it's a lot of misogyny, but it's not like real hardcore. Go get in the kitchen stuff. Um, yeah, it's just like rude. Like, hey, don't say that. Don't do that stuff. Um, so to its credit, it's not. It doesn't age that poorly. No. Uh, but there's still definitely things. Well, I think, like, well, and Olivia Newton-John had a lot of rewrite uh, capability. Uh, she took a reduced salary uh, so that she could have more rewrites. So Sandy had more agency in her own story. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Um, and like, and she, there is a lot of agency. Like, we only remember her changing at the end. We don't remember um Danny changing like perf- like he has a whole montage where he's trying to change for her exactly yeah he's trying to be more and, of like a jock for her instead of uh, the greaser at the very end when she changes for him uh which was of her own accord mm-hmm. wasn't like he told her to change in fact he took the initiative to be like hey this is what she wants she hasn't told me oh I guess she kind of did was like if you do this um but he he still at the end was like he shows up with a letterman jacket instead of his leather jacket because he's like yeah i lettered in track yeah um, long distance and he's like uh yeah sorry guys at some point we all have to break up you know we can't y'all can't follow a leader forever and uh it's kind of like a touching moment but they they both change yeah yeah we're, um, we're, we're skipping ahead a little fast no the yeah. movie's over now Let's no talk about no, the game. no no like, the movie has kind of like a fragmented sort of like <sighs> but plot. the opening summer lovin 
I mean, look, Summer Lovin'. Look, there, I, there are going to be a lot a of bangers song. in here. Like, Summer Lovin' is a lot of fun. And I mean, this is also like... If you are somehow like younger and have not experienced this movie, like it, it's it's a lot raunchier than you probably realize or like have been led to believe. Like the whole Grease Lightning song has lyrics like we're going to be getting lots of tit and we're going to make the ladies cream. Yeah. All things I'm glad have fallen and out of the vernacular, used, which I still wonder whether or not. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's um, pussy wagon in Kill Bill is a reference <laughs> to Grease Lightning. I would uh, be surprised, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I just... It, there are some phrases that I can't not laugh at, and pussy wagon is one of them. I'm going to laugh every time I hear that word, <laughs> that phrase. It's... It's a ridiculous it phrase. It gets me. It's, I mean, I just think of kind of like the car from Dumb and Dumber, except it's a cat instead of a dog. Yeah, that's that's where I'm coming from. Then. Yeah, I mean, you know, like lots and lots of great songs in here. And I mean, it's, it's interesting to see John Travolta in this versus kind of what we've seen him. Because, and his career has had a lot of weird ups and downs. And he's had a very tragic life and a lot of like hardships going on in his life. Um, but he, he's... He's definitely at a very different place now than he was here. I feel like he, he was at like he, he was he was near like superstar levels around this time. He was I, like an Elvis kind of figure at this time. I, I saw in that article. Uh, did John Travolta have a girlfriend die around this time? He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the he was dating the actress who played his mother in the made for TV movie Boy in the Plastic That's Bubble. That's gonna be an interesting That's, dynamic. Well, considering yeah. most mothers are only seven years older than their like exactly. their actor sons, like Angelina oh, right. Jolie yeah. and fucking <laughs> Alexander. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. 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 No, I I don't think it was that huge of an age gap, but she she died suddenly of cancer. That, that's yeah i mean i i don't I know mean, much about john travolta's life other than the fact that he's 79 he was in pulp fiction yeah um and now this movie well um, he, he but recently he, like, he recently lost his pretty, wife yeah kelly yeah. kelly preston died a couple years ago his son died a few years ago too he was like 16 like he, he's had that's, a really hard life yeah and now i now i'm just annoyed that people were shitting on him so hard for a little while when it was like photos of him came out where he was real out of shape just kind of living his life a, a um, lot of the stuff that gets leveled against him, well, it's it's the Scientology stuff mostly. And oh wait, is he a Scientologist? He's a, he's he's oh. kind of the number two Scientologist. <laughs> okay, I didn't see he was overshadowed so hard by number one. And that that's I didn't the know thing. that. That's the thing. He was number one for a bit until the other kid came in. But you know, it, I'm not going <laughs> to talk. Kid. I'm not going to talk too much about Scientology. Just, just uh, I know go how back and listen to a previous episode, and we talk about the other kid. And career wise, he's had a lot of interesting ups and downs. You know. Like after this, he was pretty unstoppable. And then like the eighties were pretty rough on him and he had a bunch of string of flops in a row. And like Pulp Fiction was this big, huge comeback for him, you know, and made him this huge star they again in the nineties. Pulp 90s. Fiction was a big, big, huge comeback, but he was in Look Who's Talking as I well. Mean, uh, and he had some was, commercial successes. That was a successful film. I don't think that was a movie that uh, made anybody reappraise John Travolta necessarily. They're like, oh, okay, he's doing the Talking Baby uh, movie now. I guess that's successful. I think it's always hard when people say that um, people have comebacks when they like they literally have been filming movies just not 
stellar movies. Right. Because you know, they're like, he's he's a very active actor. I would say that he's up there with a Nicolas Cage level of like busy. <laughs> who, um, who has also had a lot of interesting ups and, and downs. And you know, they had you know, that one movie like, together, yeah, right? Absolutely. Face uh, Off. Yeah, which I, I have never sat down and watched Face Off, but I've what? seen parts oh. of Face Off on TV. It's so that good. <laughs> it's... I didn't. Because, like, again, I was younger, yeah. and I didn't... I was... It was catching it on TV, and I hadn't seen the beginning of the movie. I was so confused until I got older yeah. and figured out the gist of what was happening there. Yeah. Face Off, uh, Broken Arrow, just yeah. not these epic Phenomenon, Michael. All of these uh, movies were big. Phenomenon was so good. Yeah, it was a big uh, movie. Was he in a movie called Michael? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he played an angel in that one. Yeah, it's a uh, Nora Ephron joint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Uh, but... The point is, John Travolta was and is a star. Yeah. He makes great, like, um, Olivia Newton-John is great and her voice is fantastic, but the charisma of a young John Travolta looking vulnerable when he gets rejected, like, I feel like him getting, like, acting big and tough when he gets rejected by Sandy is just, like, so compelling and, like, I, I don't know, it's, like, you know, it's it's not Oscar whether, but it's, it's somehow it touches my heart so deeply because it's just it shows more universality about what it is to be a teenager Absolutely. and to be in love. Yeah, the 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 scene where they, you know, as you're mentioning, they uh, reunite. Uh, and he gets, he's so excited to see her and then he realizes where he is and then he immediately reverts back to, oh, I'm a cool kid. I don't care that much about particular women, just women in general. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, no, I think definitely um, I feel like it would have. If there were different actors in that role, definitely could have gone way differently and he he definitely yeah. seems to bring a lot well and i love it like like whitney hugs kanicki at for yeah. he's asking him to be his second and it's just such a touching moment um and it's so beautiful <laughs> and then the same thing happens where after hugging as he's hugging he goes oh wait yeah mm-hmm. they gotta comb their hair real not quick do this yeah yeah um which I don't know, puts a lot of things in perspective that we've talked about so far, honestly. Yeah. Um, well, I definitely think this movie has a lot to say about internalized male, like, hatred and male control. Well, yeah. Male vanity. Yeah. And uh, repressed feminine. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I don't even think it's feminine, but it's just commonly referred to as not masculine behaviors. Well, and there there really is a lot of like posturing and a lot of role playing in this era of being in high school, and I think that's what this movie captures well and exaggerates a lot uh, to an interesting degree. Like, yeah, they 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 need to be aggressively cool at all times and like dismissive of everybody. And, well, and it's so interesting about like Sandy versus Rizzo and and the di- sort of two very different points of view on femininity. Because Sandy starts off, she is not a square. She no. does puff a cigarette. She does take a swig of um some Wine? form of cheap alcohol yeah something um, in a flask yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, so she does and she tries to get her ears pierced so she's interested in this lifestyle but Rizzo is so like like just she's just so anti-Sandy yeah um that she's just like oh like Sandy looks pure therefore she must be pure um and this whole thing that like Rizzo like I love her song um 
it's not the worst thing that I can do. Yeah. Uh, where she's just singing about like kissing boys and having fun. And I think this was something that was very alive in the seventies and like the sexual revolution continued from the sixties, um, that people were like, what, what does it mean to be a woman? Like, does it like, do I use my sexual freedom or do I like quote unquote stay pure? Yeah. Of the, lots of, there like if you watch Saturday Night Fever, that's a huge <laughs> trigger warning. Um, mm. But that's a huge theme in Saturday Night Fever as well is about like, you know, oh, my God, John Travolta's hot. Oh, no, I'm a whore. Like, yeah. The, the, sorry. Um, that was a bad term. No, no. Um, yeah, but, but it's a self the self-hating kind yeah. of thing that's imposed on women in that. And, and I mean, this movie is also kind of dispelling a lot of the myths that we have about the fifties and how like teenagers didn't have sex back then and how everybody was just kind of neutered. It was all about just holding hands and giving a pin to your best gal. Like, you know, teenagers have been horny as long as there have been teenagers alive. And this movie's kind of celebrating that with a little bit of a seventies aesthetic. Um, they can get away with a little bit more ribald language and stuff than if they were making this movie in whatever year this takes place. 58, something like that. I think that something is 58. Like, yeah, 58. Um, the, yeah, because this is definitely an era where they're, when it comes to like making movies, TV shows and stuff, and we've kind of mentioned it before with other movies, but like they've been pushing away from a very kind of strict code of, you know, you can't show a man and a woman in the same bed or anything like that. Yeah, the Hays Code, yeah. Uh, and this is like kind of, I don't know, I'm bad with years. I know we said at one point in one of the previous episodes what year they repealed that. Um, like uh, unofficially, I yeah, I mean, it, it kind of was officially in effect until like 67 or something like that. Okay. But people stopped paying attention to it around like 60, 62. Yeah, yeah, and so this is kind of the era of finding film like what yeah. can we do to how can we portray these things um yeah and, so. and the pg rating is still kind of nebulous too like we established with gremlins like we didn't have a pg-13 rating yet i think this would be a solid pg-13 word out today but it's a pg because it wasn't an x where would they put difference. the fuck yeah <laughs> i have to drop one fuck in there one non-sexual <laughs> it's fuck. a requirement for all pg-13 movies i wanted to just be like oh john travolta bumped his knee into grease lighting he says fuck ah okay all right continue <laughs> keep going i'm fine uh, yeah <laughs> that's where i want that's how i want every fuck to be now yeah it's just like somebody bumps their toe like stubs their toe or whatever <laughs> Um, it's just like a real throwaway f bomb. Real throwaway, yeah. Uh, I, I, they made that joke on an old South Park where like everybody's really hyped up that they're gonna say shit on TV for the first time, and then everybody sits to watch the episode, and it's like, oh, you got a little shit on your mouth. Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, thank you, I got it. Yeah, that's all um, it was. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah. There, there's a lot that this movie gets right about like these dynamics in high school, and there's a lot that's just kind of a little gross to look back on now. I think so. For me, uh, I watched this from the time I was like or earliest memories. My mom loved Grease, like uh, probably like four or five. Probably I watched this, and um, it's just so like watching it now because I hadn't seen it probably in maybe five years, something like that. Yeah. And the only thing that doesn't age well is like the like the, the upskirting i don't know like that doesn't bother me so much as like the f like john travolta does like a forced kiss on olivia newton john and i was like oh, yeah. i was like e like 
you could like and it, we we're like is this a like like is he just misreading the situation or is he like i don't know that one i found a little like a little troublesome and but to like a degree I, even if you're misreading the situation right it's still not cool no well she has very clear but, boundaries and she tells him to fuck off which yeah. i really love about sandy is that she never she like tells him no and he listens when she says no uh so that's like that dynamic is like when she says no he stops and like this is you know bare minimum uh, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like I really do like the fact that she's like no I'm not and uh, she I, I still wonder like and I, I wonder whether or not in the musical of the actual like because I haven't seen the stage version or in mm. the play she watches the she watches the race yeah and then she decides that she wants to uh, be closer to him. Yeah. Uh, she wants to be more of the sexy creature because, like, she takes time in the movie. She considers it. She tries things. She tries on different personalities and, like, uh, different, like, uh, she's the cheerleader. She watches the track meet. Um, she... And then she in tries the end, dating a jock. Yeah, she yeah. tries dating a jock, but she likes Danny, uh, and she's very attracted to this sort of lifestyle. The people that she hangs out with aren't like the women she hangs out with are not the cheerleaders. The no. women she hangs out with are the pink ladies. So yeah. she's into this greaser lifestyle. She just doesn't know how to like whether or not this is for her, and she takes her time deciding it until she decides. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a good read on it. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I here's a question: What do you think happens to Dandy, uh, Danny, and Sandy after they fly off into the sun in their car? Uh, do are they is Sandy adopting this greaser personality from now on, or are they just like, all right, well that was fun, let's put on polos? I like think it's a Bonnie and Clyde style story from that time on <laughs> There's- out. No way. They are completely going straight like suburbia. Like, like Danny's going <laughs> to get a job for, for Sandy's father. They're yeah. going to have tea together. Like Danny has a lot more flexible in his personality. Like, cause he, like he's not he actually, a, yeah. well, he's not a tea bird. No. Like a hundred percent. Like they're like the, this so weird story. My father was alive during this time period and he okay. was an, in an actual gang. Uh, and this was before Greece, but he was in the game called the Thunderbirds. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, and it is like you've got this idea of greasers, but like he had scars from knife fights. Okay, like, he all right. Did so hard time, in, like when he was a child. Wow. Uh, okay. So there was, was that like one reals. time where they are hanging out. I think it's early. It's early in the movie, early in the school year, where the other group that I will never remember the name of. Scorpions. Um, the scorpions, they roll up and everyone's like, they're not supposed to be around here. And they all pull out switchblades. And so it like it hints at that. But then, yeah, it doesn't go into anything more than that happening. Yeah, like Danny is a greaser, but he's not a gang member. No, he's more into like the looks and the cars and just and like so, wearing a leather jacket. And then also, like, I think it's interesting, too. That the later on they introduce a previous uh, love of his that was a dancer, Cha-cha. and then it's like it, it was like okay, it looks it seems like they've danced before, yeah, um, which is a side of him that he wasn't showing anyone else, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, they definitely explore a lot of like him, and to a degree, even some of the other members are just kind of putting on a face. 
They're yeah. not like they're not ride or die for this lifestyle. Um, no, they're so they're mostly agree, just yeah. kind of clownish. You know, they're they're just kind of having a good time. And I think that's that's kind of the best thing that this movie has going for it is just there's a whole lot of energy and there's a whole lot of kind of positivity coming out of this movie. I think everybody who's here is having a whole hell of a lot of fun mm-hmm. and that's infectious. Like that's that's not something you can underrate in a movie. You know who's having a lot of fun? All those 50s movie stars that were playing like teachers and principals and oh, absolutely. like the administrative assistants. I had seen that they they were trying to cast they had uh Elvis Presley in mind for a yeah. role, yeah. but he passed away before they filmed. Well, uh, so, before they got to that point. Yeah, they um the Frankie um Valley played the teen Frankie angel. Avalon. Avalon, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Say Frankie Valley. Wait, Frankie Valley no, was in Greece? He he sang Greece, yeah, okay. but Frankie Avalon played the teenager. Yeah, okay. yeah, so yeah. So we're we're both right. Yeah. 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 And then uh but yeah, Elvis was considered like they had a lot of people like coming through this cast at various points. And like we said, like they had a lot to choose from from the Broadway cast. Jeff Conway, who plays Kanicki in this, was a a Broadway Danny at one point. Um and he he unfortunately had a pretty tragic life, lots of addiction and troubles and died pretty young um but yeah he, he was very talented i think he's good in this part too yeah this is so something something that i so i love musicals yeah me too and it fills me with rage like flames on the sides of my head to quote clue uh she turned into ghost writer <laughs> yeah uh that people don't recognize people are constantly acting surprised when musicals make a shit ton of money yeah like mama everyone's like what mama mia that was just what uh greatest showman what what are you talking about a good Wicked. musical prints money yeah a hundred percent and it endures that's the whole thing like even if it doesn't it, hit then like it's going to come back around and it'll it'll run longer up front than the movie theater showing would be and then yeah they have the opportunity to come back whenever they want to pretty much and run it again yeah absolutely like it's timeless you'll run like the sing-along showcases like you do with this movie or you can find new mediums for it like we said there's a new uh a grease tv show that's like brand new this year it's called the rise of the pink ladies oh, it's on yeah. paramount plus yeah i'm going i'm gonna start watching that movie i don't have paramount plus but uh i've been getting snippets on tiktok and the, the snippets are very adorable yeah i mean I've, I've heard good things about it i haven't gotten around to it but yeah i've heard good things I heard it referenced but i had not seen greece uh and so i didn't know it was related until i started watching greece i mean see greece too first obviously you gotta see (laughs) it's it's required Uh, watching it's pretty incredible Uh, but also bad (laughs) so uh do you do you think this movie uh inspired fast and furious I think 100% inspired Fast and the Furious. Absolutely. I see no reason why it wouldn't. It's like we've got the some car culture, some street racing. Yeah, well, LA they're not really street yeah. racing, but you know, illegal racing presumably because that's not an area so you're supposed to go. That um so where they had the um race. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot see, even though that has been in like 40, 50 different movies, every time I see it, I always think of the same exact movie. Which movie do you think it is? Oh, man. It's not Grease. Nope. Oh, what is it then? Terminator 2. Terminator yes. 2. Of course. Oh, of course. God. I don't that know what's wrong with me that scene. I think of Grease first. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, there's something, it is a good like race sequence. It's a good like it's, car sequence. It, it's such a good place for that because it's like, 
Yeah, it's it's got some bends to it, but you just kind of go <laughs> straight. Yeah. And there's not a lot of options. And so it's great for a chase. It's great for a race because you can really get that, you know, there's nowhere to go, um, John Connor, because that's the guy. That's the kid, right? It's yeah. been a long yeah. time since I've seen Terminator 2. <sighs> We're going to do um, the whole Terminator yeah. series. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. Um, and hopefully. The whole one? Question mark? I don't think. Okay. Up to Salvation. Okay. There's nothing after. There's no there, Genesis game, and there's no uh, Dark Fate game. There was a few that I know had at bare minimum like rail shooters. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a good like Terminator Salvation like uh, arcade game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, no. I as soon as I saw as soon as they cut to there, I was like, oh baby, I'm in. I love this particular locale. Yeah. Um, video games like Midnight Club, Grand Theft Auto, all the all the games that have recreated that yeah my favorite things in most of those games is to just barrel down there with the fastest car i can find oh absolutely because um, they've got those like entrances all along the yes. side so you can and it's there's a slant so you can go up on the side walls and it looks really dramatic but you do run that risk of going into the holes it's a good location yeah. for a street and race. then uh depending on how it's depicted um, there are certain sections of it that, because it's a drainage system, I believe. Drainage. Uh, drainage. I don't think it's like a sewage drainage, but I think it is linked to a water treatment plant somewhere. Yeah. Um, but it's intended to have water in it. So there are some sections where there's, you know, water that's deep enough that car doesn't like it that much. Yeah. Um, which adds to like a challenge. Um, but it's such a great place. And when I saw that the race was happening there, I was like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Um, no, I, it's a solid race. I mean, it's solid final scene, you know, because that's where where Sandy makes her big reveal. Again, we've been dodging all over the plot, really. <laughs> um, the only, I guess really because it's it's one of those movies that like is pretty firmly ensconced in the pop culture. Like, I think most people have a pretty good sense of if they're gonna like Grease or not. It's yeah. pretty undeniably uh, fun. And the like, you're the one that I want. Oh, such a yeah. good song, <laughs> such <laughs> a banger. I mean, you know, like, it, I've got chills. Lyrics. It's electrifying. Yeah. Yeah. All of that, you know, I, and I, I, before like I forget to mention anything, Stockard Channing is the MVP of this goddamn movie. She is so good playing Rizzo. Rizzo is an amazing character. I think she's yeah. amazing in this movie. And uh, I just want to shout her out. But like before I forget to, cause she's, she's unbelievable. She definitely doesn't give off the feeling. She gives off the feeling that she's, maybe one of the more mature of the group, like in the sense that like she knows what she wants. She kind of goes for it. Yeah. Um, and 36 years old. But I, I, when I was looking this up, I was like, she looks older than a high schooler. Obviously yeah. I didn't, wouldn't have pegged 36. No, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought she was um, the oldest one out of all. Cause like cast. when we say 36, yes, it is the biggest, the oldest of the cast. And she absolutely doesn't seem like the oldest of the cast. No, Sonny she does. Seems, yeah. 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 Sonny is a very clear oldest. Yeah. Uh, in terms of vibes and look. Um, but she seems a lot closer to the rest of the cast, which is in like the mid to late 20s. Yeah. Um, um, Sandy was also very good. I love the fact that yeah. Olivia Newton-John was like, I'm Australian. I'm not doing an American accent. Yeah, good for her on that one. Like, she, Olivia Newton-John did not have a big film career after this. I think it was kind of killed by Xanadu in 1979, Ugh. which was a, a pretty phenomenal roller skating magical disco movie. <laughs> but, so it's uh, not the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> no, different guy, different guy. 
Uh, and yeah, no, we lost Livy Newton John not too long ago, uh, kind of unexpectedly. So she she was great, and I mean she she stayed uh, uh, pretty consistently popular for her whole life, even though she never really became like a huge movie star. You know, um, she's pretty indelibly tied to this role. You know, it's it's she kind of nailed it. Um, all right. Do we have anything else to say about Grease the movie before we move on to Grease the game? Oh, time to talk about the game. Do we time have to, to talk about Grease Look, the game. This was the least excited I've ever been for the game because I, I had honestly, we had talked about the game uh, out, around the recording last week and I had forgotten entirely about it. Yeah, and so even earlier, I had mentioned uh, to a friend who literally doesn't even pay attention to the podcast or whatever. It's like, oh, this is what we're watching, and she's like, some friend. I mean, uh, whatever. I know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't self promote very well. That's what we come <laughs> down to here. Um, Me either. But oh my god, the, the power's, power's back. back! Oh my goodness! <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna plug in my phone while I can't. Keep <laughs> Let's see how long it stays on. Um, I, I forgot what the game was. And so they were even like, what? There's a game for that? And I'm like, yeah, I have no idea what it is. And, uh, when I got here, I remembered it's a Wii game, um, that is some weird combination of like just dance and let's sing along. With a heap and help and a Mario Party in there, I, I would say. A few, a few sequences felt like Mario Party mini Because games. here's the thing. I, I was expecting the same thing that you are. I was expecting a Just Dance game. And then I realized, oh, Just Dance didn't exist, I don't think, when this game came out. Or it wasn't popular yet when this game came out. But what was popular on the Wii was minigame collections. Just random shovelware shit that anybody could get. And so basically that's what we have here. We have... A mini game collection mixed with and oh, it's gone. It's gone again. A mini game collection mixed with a karaoke <laughs> he was game. In for one second. I got one percent more power <laughs> off of that, so it, it kept it alive for that much longer. Uh, hopefully, it'll come back again. Um, yeah, but it, this, this is uh, a very, very cheap looking game, an incredibly cheap looking game that I imagine retailed for about twenty dollars when so, it came out. This was uh, roughly Xbox 360 era. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, there was a point later on in the Xbox 360's life where they introduced uh, avatars, yeah. which were like 3D people that you dressed and you you would get stuff from achievements in other games. You could put like Master Chief's helmet on. Um, that And then there was also a number of mini game style games like Family Feud, Trivial Pursuit and stuff like that where you played as your avatar mm -hmm. and that was way better than the, <laughs> the, the graphics in this game. Yeah, it needs to be mentioned that this is a this is the official Grease movie game, but they did not secure the likeness rights to most of the stars. All right. So what we're playing here is with uh, uh, kind of generic looking cartoon avatars. Now, within the game itself, you'll sometimes see actual footage from the movie, but it's very carefully curated footage that does not feature John Travolta or Olivia Newton-John. You get a couple of shots of Ch Stalker Channing and some of the pink ladies, uh, but that's about all you get. And the they re-recorded all the music, so it's all very definitely not the original cast recording, uh, which, which <laughs> makes it feel pretty cheap, yeah. <laughs> It's definitely not the original cast recording. Yeah. Uh, they definitely... Um, I, 
they they scrape the bottom of the barrel on some of the songs because they're like background songs in the diner. Yes. Um, but and it was also really interesting because the like I've played rock band. If you do not yeah. sing rock band well, they will dig you. Oh yeah. This one during one song, I was just like I'm not feeling it. So- <laughs> you literally put the mic down. And you did better than the other person. But okay, we, hold on. We should explain the dynamic of this game. All right, so we, I'm getting shade here. We we played the story mode here, uh, and this is like we said the second game that we've actually beaten on the show. And when we sat down to like play the game, we actually beat this one. Now I had like cleared out a whole bunch of space in my living room. Like I pushed the couch back and everything like that because I assumed we were going to be bouncing around and dancing and stuff like that. We weren't really. The way this game breaks down, if you choose to play with two people, one person will sing and the other person will play the game, I guess, or no. dance or, or do whatever. It's not dancing. It's, it's moving your wrists. It's, and it's that's like, the thing. Yeah. It's one-handed Wii U or Wii uh, minigame dancing or it's one-handed Wii minigames. Yeah. 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 Depending which, on which, which song it is, both of which sound like euphemisms for yeah. masturbation, and they're not. They're not. The, the they first work the same muscles yeah. the same way. Honestly, yeah. they do. Yeah. The the first rendition of Greased Light, like the first two songs, have so the the person actually doing like vaguely dance like moves. It's like oh, move left or right with the beat. Yeah. And then I get it, and I'm like, okay, this seems like it's gonna be easy. And then I'm just looking at the side of a car, and there's dents in it and there's i have i'm a hammer and i'm like what the fuck just happened this isn't this is new what yeah, is the deal here turns out this is one of those games where you need to watch the how to play before every and level. we never did uh, you don't they, have to <laughs> they, they're fairly intuitive but they they are going to switch it up every single level uh, which i was not expecting like so the first level like i controlled the dancing while j-band did the singing and I was. It's basically just DDR, except you're pointing the Wii it's, it's one in that handed direction. beat saber. Yeah, it's one handed beat saber. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, because so basically, my one hand was getting very tired, like you know, dancing along with the whole song, and sometimes it would ask me to break out and like for five seconds do like uh, finger guns or do a hand jive or brush <laughs> the hair. Brush the hair was a very popular one, um, and if you do those actions for like five seconds, then you get some bonus points, but. Like we mentioned, like if you decide you just kind of don't feel like playing this game and just want to let it go, you'll do fine. You'll still win. <laughs> okay, you might look, do better than somebody who's not here's playing. The thing. I I don't think that you'll do fine. I think the important part is that nothing matters. Yeah, you don't lose. <laughs> yeah, I, this I is sat there and stared at the side of that game. car yeah, this... for a long time, going, "What the? How the fuck does this work?" Yeah. Um. And it turns out it's because I was letting go of A when I thought I was supposed to be and I wasn't supposed to. But it's that same annoying like Wii motion minigame bullshit that like they yeah. this was in every game for a little bit. And some of these were hugely successful, but they were all equally lazy. The the next one after that was literally uh, and I couldn't figure it out, um, or at least the next one that I had done the, the thing for, because um, I think the next one after that was uh, like the the olympics game this like the running in hurdles from oh, the olympics game yeah, back when, in the when, day yeah it's kind of um, like that it's, yeah it's just danny trying to be was, a jock yeah there was a short period of time where every every olympics for like four 
uh, to eight years because it was two or three different Olympics once. We got like a really crappy Olympics game where each mm-hmm. sport had a mini game. And that's what this felt like, except it's on the Wii. And it's like you have to run and then you have to jump over the hurdles while running. But I didn't understand the run mechanics entirely because I was running and then I would just slow down. So I think I was going at a cardiac arrest or something. <laughs> um but again, you still did fine. We still I, got to advance. I so love like, the fact that they use this montage that Danny was trying different games uh, with the coach. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like such a small part of the film. And they made this such a big part of the, of the game because they're like, oh, look, we get to play hurdles and do races and stuff like that. Yeah. We, we get to have a wrestling match. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, and like sometimes you're you're playing basketball, and the other it's like it's impossible to sink a shot. <laughs> and also basketball. sometimes the guy next to you will throw a basketball at your head, and then there's no way that to was, retaliate. Like, that was the funniest shit when that happened. That was though. so out of nowhere. I <laughs> loved it so much. Um, and then yeah, it was wild. At one point, the during the the prom dance, I was the drummer, but I didn't understand. It's telling me to press buttons, and I'm pressing the buttons, and nothing's happening. Oh, I had to drum along with it too. Um, and then it culminated. Culminated. You got it. Uh, J band got to do a sweet race scene. I did. Um, yeah, you got to race the car. Yeah, uh, there was a little bit of a learning curve, so I did lose, but I was doing pretty well. Uh, in J band's defense, uh, I think I lost every single mini game we did. So yeah, <laughs> the races that I did didn't win any of them. <laughs> Got my ass kicked. Sandy left my ass. <laughs> she does. Yeah, that was kind of brutal. It, like Sandy's it, making out with the jock guy it, in the it, in the bleachers. Literally, that was the end of that sequence. Was like the animation of Sandy going uh uh-uh, uh and going for the other dude, and then it just goes to a yeah. Here's your score. Go keep going. Go nuts. Go uh, nuts. Right, cool. Yeah. I mean, I I will say I enjoyed the hand jive sequence. Like, uh, I don't think I did well at it because it was basically just like vector graphics and like different things flying at you, and you have to just wiggle your Wiimote in like one direction. And then or another. every once in a while, I notice that there's words on the screen. <laughs> yeah, did y'all know that the hand jive song has lyrics and that many of them are about eggs? Yeah, uh, I did not know that. It, it has solid chunks of lyrics, and I, I made the reference while we were playing. It's like the Iron Man of karaoke, where um, you have some lyrics to start with, and then you have a solid 45 seconds where you don't have lyrics, and then you have some lyrics, and then again, you just keep repeating until you're done. But I also saw the song once before this so i was like i don't know the rhythm i don't know anything about this and i am not also a very uh trained singer when it comes to things like this so i i appreciate that you adopted like a devo persona and just kind of <laughs> sang it like that the entire time it was way better i so yeah i just i i had my fun with it because that was not gonna go well if i really tried <laughs> Um, it was, it was such a wild game though. I, I also made the joke at some point of the person doing the mini games and like all of that, their dream job is something and it wasn't this. I want to know what their dream job was. I don't know, man. Like they, I think it might be their dream job. They're working with the, a title that they love. 
<laughs> they're, they're, but maybe, maybe they just didn't have the technical skills or know-how to make maybe. a riveting game. I, I like to think the guy who made the hand jive mini game then went on to make like The Last of Us or something. Like, <laughs> honestly, though, he, his next thing is like a masterpiece. That one did seem like one of the most interesting of them. Um, but, uh, yeah, it definitely, it definitely felt and smelled like cash grab. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think a lot of the Wii games, like, I, there's a combination, because they are, like, we genuinely laughed when we were playing. We were, we did. And we I, did I was sing along, time. and we were singing along to songs that we knew, for our part, not for Justin. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Like I was acknowledging that this was like shitty and cheap, but I was having a good time because it's kind of hard not to have a good time with these like goofy Wii games. And that's kind of the secret of their success. Like they don't need to be good. You just need to look stupid while you're playing it with yeah, friends. Wait, like that's kind hold of done. Um, I, I was real curious. So I wanted to look up. You can still buy a new copy of this game off Amazon. Oh, hey, there you um, go. they're selling it for twenty five dollars. There's only one left in stock. Oh, that's for the Wii U. There's a Nintendo DS version. They're selling that one for $1.99. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, I forgot what? to mention this was also released on the DS, which I, I imagine is just... I don't know just, how you'd play it on the DS. It's lots of st stylus tapping, I guess. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of those type of games on the DS as well. Like, they're just like, oh, we have this touch screen. Let's let's make you solve puzzles and shit, you know? If, if this was a full, like, $50 to $60 retail title... I feel so bad for everybody who paid that. No, I'm, but, I doubt this was ever full price. Yeah. I, I hope it wasn't. I hope it was like a $30 experience. I'm willing um, to bet. This is one of those games that would just kind of litter that little like, you know how in Walmart they'll have like the bin yeah, of games? It's like, bin. yeah, we don't care if you steal these. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I think it's one of those. It, it definitely, it was a, it was, it was a fun and funny experience. I don't think necessarily that the game was that way. I think that the game may have had some charm and playing it with two people, uh, two other people who are having a good time with it too. I think that's what made the experience fun. Yeah. I think if any one of us sat down alone to play this game, it would be would so have, sad. We would have a much different <laughs> uh, opinion on this game. This is like sometimes when we play these games, I try and play ahead a little bit so we can see ahead. <laughs> this one, like I just booted it up to make sure it worked. And then I'm like, I don't know. I think I would feel too pathetic being alone <laughs> in my house playing this game by myself. Uh, but, you know, English comes in and it's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> That's I the thing is that. But it looks like I'm just cheating on you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, you could play Rock Band by yourself. You yeah, could. Totally. It you definitely, could. like, I always played it with people because uh, I have friends. Ooh, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Rub it in our faces. But you could, in theory, play Rock Band by yourself. I, I, I got don't rock think band you could play this game by yeah. yourself. No. Like, I got Rock Band to play it like Guitar Hero because I was like, I don't want to do drums or sing or anything. I just want to play the guitar and yeah. whatever. Um, but, yeah, no, this game does not have... And I, I kind of do it. I almost want to see challenge mode of this where somebody has to sing and do the mini games all in one. I think that would be mind bending to I 
You say that. I guess that's where the uh, the benefit of having all these games be like one handers like mm. makes a bit of a right. difference. I guess get us a mic stand so it's held in <laughs> front of them while they play the drums. Excuse next me, to sir. It. I'd like to buy one mic stand so I can play Grease the video game by myself. What's your return policy? Because like? <laughs> I don't plan to do this for very long. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it it has that like dumb fun thing to it, but no, I, it's never something I could call a good game. Uh, it's never something. It's probably not no. something I'm going to play again. <laughs> but I, I I think I'm gonna start the rating. I think it was a bad game, but a good experience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put what it. What about yeah. the movie? Oh right, we have to rate the movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. Uh I. I haven't seen a lot of musicals, but I do pretty well enjoy musicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, what was your favorite song? Oh God, um, I hate when you ask me these questions. I know you do. That's <laughs> why I do it. Yeah, gotta s- stretch. Oh boy, um, here's where I have to mentally replay the whole movie in order to figure this out. Um, well, they're all by ABBA, the, so you uh, should be able to play them. Friends, I have memory problems, which is why this is taking so long. If any of the listeners are like, what is wrong with this person? They just watched the movie. Nothing's I watched wrong. the movie th- three hours before we met up today. You have an unblemished uh, record of like waiting for the last uh, possible it was, minute yeah, to watch yeah. these. If nothing the, stands out to you, the, what, Summer Lovin', Grease no, Lightning? Uh, the, the Barber sh- uh, Beauty Shop. Beauty, beauty School Dropout. That one was pretty chill um wasn't expecting the the absolute fucking insult of like not even a hooker would go or only a hooker would be your client yeah i was like god damn i don't even some interesting lyrics and in the video game they definitely blurred that and other like other questionable words out this This is is my favorite part of the game was they they censored the text by doing the old school like we left the first and last letter and censored the in-betweens. And sometimes I didn't remember what was originally there. And I was like, what? What? The? They, like, they censored yeah. tits. They, yeah. sen- they censored cream. Yeah, um, yeah. They censored fungul, which is uh, at one point they say, my favorite one. Uh, I want to get my rocks off, but get and my were censored and yeah. rocks off was not? That was really weird. It's like, what is the deal here? Um... And yeah, I mean, if I looked up, the, yeah, you you say your thing, and I'll look up the list of songs, and that'll jive my memory. Get yeah, it. I mean, I think if, if are we going favorite song? Is that my thing? Yeah, what's your favorite song? I mean, I'm gonna go nerdy deep cut and say those magic changes, which is Ooh. technically in the movie because Sean and I is singing it at the prom, but you don't really hear it very long. But it's in the show, and it's a really good song. Yeah, where are you at with that? Um, I love summer loving, but. Uh, you're the one that I want 100 times, yeah, 100%. That, I, I just read the I the love list. the lyrics to You're the One That I Want I so even much. did that. Do you, know, do you know which one was nominated for the Oscar from this movie? Uh, oh, Hopelessly Devoted. That's the one. Yeah, that's I, the one original song. You know what was really funny? I watched the show and then um, I was driving around because I had some things to do and I was listening to the soundtrack. I... Hat knew every single fucking word to that song. Yeah. And I'm like, how do I, how do I still remember... Like, I didn't even remember that song existed. Yeah. But when it came on, boom, nailed it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, I will say that out of everything, um, you're the one that I want. And I don't know the history of this song, if it came from somewhere else or if this was the original. But I'd actually heard that song before. It was the only song that was familiar to me in any way before this. Okay. And so I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I, it was a huge hit. This know. one, the da-da-da-da-da-da, that one was just in. I was like, oh, okay. Gotcha. I've heard this song before. For sure. I couldn't tell you any words of it. Um, but that was at least one that hit me. And I was like, oh. Oh yeah, that's this song. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was fun. So I will give my rating, which is excellent, 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 excellent movie. Oh, um, it got the whole triple X, quadruple X. Fun game. To, if I'm honest, it's a bad game. But, it's a bad game. Uh, so what you're saying is it's a fun experience. But unlike, what are you doing over there? Uh, there are dog some. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, you guys want to just sit around kicking dog bowls while I'm trying to record a podcast? What, what are you weird? Look, I mean, I'm over here fidgeting in my seat the whole time. So I think we're we're a, we're a trio of fidgeters. I think that's fair to say. Um, but I uh, I thought the game was fun. I had a lot of fun playing it. But which is interesting because like we haven't um, we haven't talked about fun bad, and I think this is the first video game that we've played so far that has been fun bad as opposed to just bad yeah. bad. That's a hard thing to hit with video games because it's such like an immersive experience and you need to kind of commit yourself to it. So this is, I agree, this is a good a game that gets the good, bad measure pretty right because there is a certain joy to just like singing karaoke and like doing goofy yeah. things with the Wiimote like uh, around people and laughing about it. Like This is absolutely the lightest tone of any of the games that we've ever played. It's a very lighthearted and fun Even Gotcha was more hardcore, yeah. Yeah, nothing else that we've played has been even like quite neutral in the sense of it's always been something's fighting for its life, something's fighting things. I guess Ratchet um, and Clank is lightish, yeah. but it still it has a lot of gunfire. Right. Yeah. yeah, like that one... While it does have like humor and stuff to it, it's still it's like Guardians of the Galaxy esque, right? There's yeah. fighting, there's things, there's fun stuff being yeah, said, space opera, cool music. Um, but then, yeah, this was the first game that we've played that was just like, yeah, we're this whole point of this game is to have a good time and be chill, absolutely. Um, which definitely helped with that experience, definitely. Yeah, and, I, and I'm with you on that one. It's a good movie. It's uh, it's a I'm gonna give it a bad game just because technically it is a bad game. But also, like like you said, the most expensive version you could find of this was $25. So if you wanted to get Grease the Game and goof off with your friends, it's not going to break your bank. Uh, don't buy it on Amazon. There's a bunch of places selling it for significantly I say, lower. Yeah, go to your, go to your nearest like retro game store or like, used game store. They've probably got it for a few bucks, and uh, it, it's, it's worth at I'd least that few bucks. They've probably got it, but if they've got it, it's probably a few bucks. It's not going to be expensive for you. Maybe call ahead and be like, hey... Y'all remember, remember the hit Grease stand? game? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have I'm the rock band myself. microphone stand? Because, uh, look, it's going to get intense. Oh, yeah. yeah it's going to be an intense uh, Saturday night for old me. Film the experience and send it to us. Because <laughs> if you really do mic it and play it, I want to fucking watch. It's I do want to see that. about five bucks off eBay. Right. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to our Grease episode. Uh, you can find us online at cinemarcadepodcast at gmail.com. We're also at cinemarcadepodcast uh, on Instagram. Next week, we are playing some... Uh, we're, we're back to territory where I predict none of us have seen this movie. Okay. Uh, we are playing... We are going to be watching the 1992 Robin Williams flop movie, Toys. Which I've I have seen. You've this seen movie. this, okay? I've never seen this, okay? 
fascinated to see what I'm going to think about it as an adult. This is a this is a notorious bomb that I've never gotten around to, and it has an SNES game that we're going to be playing based off of it. So uh, we're talking about toys with Robin Williams next week. Uh, so we will see. Hopefully you the power's then. on by then, right? Hopefully the power's on. I mean, that's a, it. Should be electrifying in here <laughs> right now, and quite frankly, it's oh. not. Uh, but uh, we will see you next time, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs> I'm gonna try and turn off Bye. the recorder with there we go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>